0: welcome back to another episode of black ass podcast y'all a podcast so black if it was a dream it'd be martin luther the king standing in the apollo singing a dream a simple fantasy shout out to the barge this episode i am talking crack cheese white fried chicken and <laughs> all that and more on this episode of black ass podcast with hadia robinson bono on Boom! on Hey, Cheryl! All right, I see you, girlfriend. on Hey, man, get your ass out the street! Boom! 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 Who goddamn kids is these? Hey, what's up in the house like a mother? <laughs> Ah, welcome back guys, thank you guys so much for coming back, bearing with me, podcast is late And sadly there was no pre-show yesterday Uh, Sadly for you, not for me, I'm gonna be honest So, like most of you know I'm here, I'm out of the country Just getting a full detox of the racism and everything else that's in America Just, let me tell you something i am so thankful i have not had a no mask karen encounter that was another part of me wanting to get out of there because i knew if i was somewhere and one of them goofy broads talking about they don't wear they they can't wear a mask and they don't want to wear a mask and how the rest of us are sheep and uh they can't breathe and all that other bullshit i was gonna snap you know what i mean like I'm seeing it on the internet and I'm already tight. Like I'm just surfing, scrolling Instagram and Twitter. And I'm tight to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to see another Karen video. Y'all see, I stopped doing a Karen countdown because it was literally boiling my blood. So I knew if I stayed there and had that encounter, I was going to be in jail. And I'm not trying to be in jail, getting fucked up and beat up and all that, you know, washing another bitch panties because I'm hard as hell outside of jail. Well, you get in jail. That's a whole other level. <laughs> I'm not ready. You think I'm not watching this bitch draws? Sure am. (laughs) Bitch, I got a degree. I'm thinking. The fuck? I got an educational degree. This bitch. (laughs) She got a degree in making bitches watch her draws. (laughs) So, we don't. We not graduating from the same university. So, it is what it is. So, (laughs) But my time here is winding down, y'all, and I just I just needed to get that last little bit of enjoyment. Yesterday, I spent the day at this river, had some beautiful Jamaican men rubbing me down in limestone under the sun, under the sun, drinking coconut water. You don't even understand the level of euphoria I felt when that man was rubbing limestone all over my butt cheeks. Like you don't even y'all don't know. You don't you don't even understand. And I was the perfect amount of high before I got there. So by the time he got the little, got to rubbing and carrying on, my high went up another level. And I couldn't. I'm just telling you, I was perfectly high. I had the perfect little drink with me. I was like, I can't go and record this podcast because I'm not going to be here much longer. So I need to enjoy the moment. That's something my mom always said. And right now, yes, I am using it as an excuse why I didn't do the pre-show. Uh and why this podcast is late. So enjoy your moments while you can, while you have them. And then you gotta just, you know, deal with the rest when you get deal with the rest. <laughs> uh, but thanks to everybody that hit me up, like, yo, what's up with the pre-show? And I'm like, ah, I'm out here living this life. <laughs> Trying to breathe, y'all. All right. So No amendments from last week, uh, but real quick, want to give a big shout out to Anna Phillips who showed love in the Venmo. Thank you so much for your donation as well as your kind words about the last episode. I'm like, hey, when I push send and I push post on this podcast, I literally don't know how you guys are going to receive it. But when you guys let me know that a certain thing I said touched you something made you laugh something made you almost drive off the road not that I want you guys to die but I'm telling you that shit just really feels it's heartwarming and then y'all throw some money on it I'm like well damn you really meant what you said <laughs> so big shout out to Anna Phillips don't forget you can all you can support the podcast by becoming a patron you can go to patreon.com slash black podcast and or you can hit me up on a one time situation at HR Comedy on Venmo or Cash App. All of those links are located in the description. Now it's time for it's a word. All right. This week's word comes from at the journalista. She tweeted, curate your life. And the people you allow in it carefully Not everyone deserves access to you So I picked this one because I feel like I've known people and I've had conversations with people And I've been around people who have people around them And I can clearly see like yo This person really is not here for you This person is here to have access to the people that you have access to right and for me i feel like no matter what your situation is you can be living in the worst hovel it could be really fucked up for you and my mama used to always say this lord have mercy she used to say there's somebody out there who dreams to have the life you have right so just know it could literally be worse that's that's i do believe that right and so with that said it's like you have to value wherever you are you have to value what you have and if And with that value, you have to protect it. Like, of course, you want to elevate. You want to continue to have more and do more and get more. But I think in having more, getting more and doing more, you got to make sure the people in your circle want that for you as well. You have to make sure the people that you're allowing to kick it with you, that the people that you're confiding in, you have to know that those people will legit have your back, love you and care about you and want the best for you and not people who are there to. Just feel better about themselves. People who are there to hold you down just enough to make to elevate themselves. It's, you know, it's a lot of emotionally uh, damaged people out here. It's a lot of people. and I'm talking about friendships, relationships, families. Every couple of years, you got to go back and just think over who's around you, who's in your circle. Should they still be there? What are they bringing to the table? And I, I don't necessarily mean financially. I'm saying emotionally, psychologically, all on all levels. And if they no longer serve the purposes in your life, let them go. Reason, season, lifetime. I live by life by that. I stand by that. Everybody is not gonna make it to the end of your life on some deathbed shit. Some people are here for a couple of summers, some people here for five to ten a little decade. Y'all kick it and it things, you know, and I'm sure I'm that for other people too, but you gotta be careful so thank you to at the journalista when i saw this tweet i was like oh this is perfect for the podcast all right y'all now it's time for you a lie you a whole lie you be lying all right y'all so this week's lie is this tiktok video that has been floating around social media it happened to come across my black ass timeline so you know I had to stop (laughs) like so it's a video with a caption that says when people say white girls can't cook chicken let me stop right there first of all nobody said white girls can't cook chicken we said y'all don't know how to season y'all food. Y'all don't know adequate seasoning. Y'all never use seasoning on y'all food. Okay? Y'all didn't start. Y'all ain't even know about the rest of the shit in the aisle besides salt, pepper, and sriracha. First of all. Okay? So. <clears throat> I already knew she had a black boyfriend. Because who the fuck says that? But a white broad that's dating a black man that feel like she need to prove something. Go off. So. She goes about putting these chicken cutlets in the bottom of a kitchen sink. No bowl, no tray, nothing, just kitchen sink chicken, uh, unreasonable amount of seasoning on top of this chicken. But hey, y'all, you clearly trying to kill him with higher blood pressure? Go off. Then she goes about melting Crisco in a pot to fry the fish. Crisco who the fuck who uses in 2020 who is using Crisco a white girl trying to overcompensate but I'm gonna let you do that because he eating a chicken I'm not eating a chicken but she's melting this fucking Crisco (laughs) girl fine the thing that got me is she using this pot to fry the fish in fry the chicken I'm sorry and there is no part of the whole world there's no judge jury lawyer uh psychic magician nobody is gonna tell me that this is a pot that came from her family this clearly came from her boyfriend's black ass side of the family it's one of them skillets one of them pots that that's in your grandmama house if your grandmama can cook if your auntie can cook it's one of them pots that was passed down passed down passed down it is It is bits of slavery food on this fucking pot. And when I tell you it don't matter what the fuck you cook in this pot, this shit fits the slap. It's because it's just the tears, the blood, sweat and tears of our forebearers burned onto the side of the skillet and is cooking right into your food. Right. So her pot had that on there. So I'm like, sis. You don't even get a win for this chicken, bitch, because that ain't even your your energy you get. But fine, I'm going to let you cook. This is where I had a problem. This is where I started fighting the air like Trey on Boys in the Hood, right? So she's seasoning up. She's got the little bag with the flour in there to bread the chicken or whatever. And she's putting the seasoning in the bag. And she says the words, keep shaking until the ancestors tell you uh stop child bitch who ancestors who which one of your ancestors said stop child bitch whoop don't act like here's my thing White girls y'all using, white people y'all using seasoning now. Guess what? We all happy for y'all because now black people can go to their white friend's house and have a meal that's not dry and bland and lacks all personality and flavor and essence and likability, right? So y'all learning to season food is a win, but bitch, don't act like y'all been seasoning food. T- keep shaking till the ancestors say stop bitch your ancestors ain't cook yo you ain't fit to tell me that your ancestors was in the kitchen over a hot ass stove making no motherfucking fried white people just start frying chicken because I remember when white people used to make fun of black people for frying chicken. I remember when white people used to talk about what a health what a health crisis it was for black people to eat fried chicken and all of the cholesterol. And then like about six years ago, I don't know time no more. It had to be six years ago. Here comes some, you know, epicurious fucking chef making lemon pepper chicken on TV and burnt the fucking chicken up. And all of a sudden now it's like, (gasps) oh, fried chicken, this amazing bitch, do you know how many black people took fried chicken on a goddamn freedom track, you know how many black people took chicken when they migrated from the south to the north, you know how many black people took chicken when they had to go work in the mines, when they had to go work at the fucking shipping yard, you know how many black people took chicken to their fucking office jobs but couldn't even eat the motherfucking chicken in an office, bitch, so they had to go down the street and around the corner, two blocks down into a fucking payphone and eat they fucking fried chicken lunch, bitch, and here you got the nerve <sighs> Not when Payla Bell and Gladys Knight just had they fucking cook off conversation versus sing down in the motherfucking internets. You gonna say keep shaking till the ancestors tell you. All right, y'all, now it's time. <laughs> I ain't even realize how high my fucking blood pressure went up. Now it's time for. Wait, man, hold up. What happened? All right, so, wait, man. I read an article that says scientists have found that cheese is as addictive as hard drugs. How is this a new finding? How the fuck is this not something that we all knew already? I mean, it has to be a reason that black people continue to eat shit with cheese in it. Knowing good and goddamn well, 99.876643576% of us are lactose intolerant. But yet, yet every thanksgiving and every christmas and every tuesday when it's a deal black people are getting some goddamn macaroni and cheese i mean baking macaroni and cheese loads of cheese not just one cheese not just oh my throw some american on that bitch no five six seven different cheeses pat LaBelle got a macaroni and cheese recipe in her cookbook that's so fucking bomb seven whole ass cheeses on there and you know what i'm gonna eat it when i was younger I used to get weirded out when I would go out with people and they would be like, let me get a burger with with no cheese on it. The fuck? Like literally my whole face would just screw up. Like who, who is this? Who invited this bitch to lunch? Cause she is ruining my whole vibe right now. When I go to a restaurant, whatever I'm getting, I want cheese on that shit. Okay. Hash browns, put some cheese on that bitch. Grits, throw some cheese on that hoe. If it's a pizza that already got cheese on it But if I don't feel like it's an adequate amount of cheese Bitch, throw some more cheese in that motherfucker (laughs) Like, I want cheese Cheese is amazing It's so weird because it really doesn't necessarily have a flavor Like, I'm not one of those cheese monger motherfuckers That be at dinner parties Like, oh, the brie and Oh my god, a charcuterie I'm not all that Like, I fuck with a charcuterie plate But I'm just there because I like cheese and crackers together Fuck around, give me some dried cherry Oh, I'm I'm in this bitch. I didn't even get into charcuterie pre- plates literally until <laughs> last year. <laughs> Cause I was like, why am I gonna spend this amount of money to order this cheese and cracker bullshit when I can literally order a whole ass burger and some fries for half the price and get my life? Like charcuterie is like fly it's it's fly fancy eating uh but you really just grazing it's fly grazing that's all it is like the honey and the fucking honeycombs and the plums and the figs it's cute but you just it's like fancy grazing I want to eat food and most of the times when I'm around a charcuterie plate I'm embarrassing myself I'm not going up there with that little bullshit as a uh, teacup saucer, <laughs> the shit from a teacup set that you play with your daughter with and trying to stack shit on there. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go up to the little station. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to have all my conversations right there. And every opportunity, I'm going to lean over and I'm going to grab another one. This is, of course, pre-COVID before we realized that we were eating everybody's AIDS. <laughs> That's what COVID has basically let me know. We have been existing in each other's AIDS and just laughing and open mouth laughing. Just, <laughs> just putting that shit in the air inside of air conditioned buildings, just breathing each other's breath. How how have we been alive this long? How have we not already died from something else? Because this is nuts and to know that we already went through the spanish flu and basically this is what the fuck is like a form of it right Motherfuckers had to wear they mask i didn't even know I, how I, how do we go back in a world without a mask on anyway cheese is addicted let me go back 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 boom it says that cheese and dairy products can trigger the braids the brains of opioid receptors which are linked to addiction yeah and my thing is depending on what my stomach is doing that day that week depending on if i want to if i got plans for the rest of the week depending on i will risk it sometimes if it's like okay i want to wear this outfit and i know my stomach gonna be bloated because it's gonna be full of cheese cheese literally is building the wall inside of your in your (laughs) cheese is building the wall inside of your colon that trump never fucking built the one he swore mexico was gonna play pay for that's what cheese, cheese is getting a job done in your colon oh shit get the f- <laughs> cheese getting my system and be like lock up <laughs> oh, God, huh, so much so that as much as i love cheese i only have macaroni and cheese maybe one time a year maybe one time a year if I go to a restaurant and somebody orders mac and cheese I might have a fork maybe have a fork but yeah I feel like at this point in my life if I'm eating cheese I'm ready to risk it all I'm either going through something horrible or I'm just like fuck it (laughs) it's a pandemic the world is about to end fuck it right here's the messed up part of the article so within the article it's another link to a survey that says that gives the countdown for the best oh 10 best english cheeses what the fuck so you here to tell me about crack and entice me with more crack what is what who the fuck first of all I didn't even know it was different English cheeses and um, I mean I know American cheese so now it makes sense so is it Irish cheese and is it like Ethiopian cheese I don't I can't imagine Ethiopians would eat some shit it's like because cheese is basically mold like I didn't figure that out until an episode of Tia and Tamara's uh, reality show that I absolutely love and Tia said that to Tamara because Tia was a vegan or whatever she was like you're eating mold and tamara was like yeah bitch (laughs) her whole cheese crackhead just jumped right on on the screen and was like uh yeah And, and kept eating the shit and i was watching the shit and thinking to myself I now want some cheese. It did not deter me at all. Mold, whatever. It made me think, well, shit, next time I get mold on some cheese that I'm eating, maybe I don't even cut it off and waste the cheese. Maybe I just eat that shit. If it's already mold, why am I throwing away the mold that it's basically derived from? (laughs) I'm wasting my fucking money. And don't let it be some good shit. Like, let me preface this by saying, I don't know what good cheese is. I've had like by name. I've had some bomb ass extra sharp cheddar. I've had some bomb ass mild, like some shit that is just kind of soft. And when you put it in the, in your mouth, it really doesn't even have a lot of flavor. But you put it with a really flavored cracker or some shit. Oh, I'm telling you, I've gotten my life with some cheese. But if a doctor told me today, Hidea, you cannot have no more cheese or your whole body is gonna explode, I would. I, th- <sighs> That shit would really, I would, it would be a come to Jesus moment for me. I would have to really kind of decode what, do, what is life really right now? And is it, or do I just go ahead and go to the upper room where I'm sure it's unlimited cheese. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus up there with extra cheese pizzas and all of that shit. Um, But if you have, if you are somebody who cannot give up cheese or, or people say shit like Oh, you can just eat avocado. It's like the same thing. Bitch, no, it's not. It is not. Avocado is great. I think it does great things on a burger. I think it's wonderful with eggs and on a piece of toast or some open face presentation. But bitch, I will put cheese on top of an avocado. So (laughs) it's not about substituting. It is about creating uh, the Avengers of snacks, bitch. Um, <laughs> but hold up i saw an article about a bar owner who is prohibiting patrons from wearing a mask inside of his establishment uh his name is gary kirby he's the owner of west side sports bar and lounge in westmoreland and it's not like oh you don't have to wear a mask in here wear one if you want to if you don't that's fine He literally believes his rule, rather, is if you have a mask on, you either have to take it off or leave in the midst of a pandemic. But it's in Florida. So, you know, it's almost like, why am I even doing this story? Because, you know, Florida is going Florida. Florida is never going to be Right. (laughs) It's never going to be the place where you're like, oh, I can't believe that that happened in Florida. You're never going to say that. No matter what the story is, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that that that, that, that sounds like Florida. <laughs> you're not going to be like, what? You, Florida is now at this point it's never going to floor me unless literally aliens come down and are running a casino and cocaine and busted And I still would probably be like, yeah, man, that's Florida. (laughs) That's Florida. Y'all, here's the thing. This man started the ban September 11th. Now, as some states are getting a kind of figuring out what their corona numbers are and trying to like make concessions like how new york has moved their whole restaurant scene out of buildings into the street i don't know what they're going to do in the winter but they've done as i hear from my people that are there they've done a good job of trying to maintain making money as well as kind of giving you that new york experience but by putting their restaurants and everything outside on the sidewalk it's basically like you're walking through a farmer's market or some shit i think it's cool But that's a way for them to be like, okay, let's get a hold of these numbers. Florida basically is like, we don't give a fuck about these numbers. I think Florida literally wants to kick off the herd immunity, but only for their state. Because let me tell you something. There's no way I want to go to Florida. There's nothing in Florida. There's nothing about Florida. I don't give a fuck if Barack Obama was throwing a freaknik in in florida um and and you can get in free and get reparations money i'm still not going and that's dead and that's on that's on life (laughs) remember that little boy that's on life mama that's on life (laughs) i'm sorry but that little boy was a smooth two years old sir you just got here what you talk about that's on life that's on life (laughs) I'm sorry, but his, ex- his reasoning, here's the lie. And I should have been like you a lie. This should have been the lie story, but I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let the other one live. Um, He's saying that somebody stuck up the store after hours on August the 9th Guess what, dumbass? That shit is gonna happen whether it's a pandemic or not a pandemic. But the likelihood of somebody coming in there and sticking the shit up in the middle of the day with people coming in there, in and out, and it's packed with people, is way less likely. Your shit getting stuck up in the middle of the night after hours when ain't nobody being, when nobody's in there. uh yeah, motherfucker, that's when people rob shit. <laughs> like what? Do what are you talking about and to me you a lie that's like the same fucking republican goof fucking MAGA dummies talking about something i can't breathe in the mass meanwhile fucking doctors and nurses are in maths for 13 to 24 hours at a time breathing fine doing surgery doing everything they need to do but fucking becky and Rand and jared and fucking karen and shit can't run into a goddamn gas station real quick. Get their gas and come out with a mask on and not suffer a fucking asthma attack. Like, get the fuck. It's always some excuse. And now they're making fake, like, lanyards saying that they have doctor's approval. They didn't took a... It's clearly Photoshop. Nothing about this little lanyard. It's clear somebody made it on a paint program. Not even... <laughs> i'm giving photoshop way i'm giving them too much with photoshop they clearly made this shit on windows 95 paint and won't people and like laminated it and want to be able to show this at grocery stores as proof that they can't wear a mask guess what bitch if you can't wear a mask stay the fuck in the house period if you can't if you can't maintain a, your airways and get oxygen in your lungs an adequate amount that will keep you on your feet and keep you from dying. If you can't in the 15 to 20 minutes that it takes to go into the CVS or this grocery store, or wherever else the fuck you going, then bitch, you need to be in the house on an oxygen pump. You don't need to be out here walking around trying to live life, bitch. You need to be in the house. My own my own machines, bitch. You need to be monitored. Clearly. <laughs> but uh I these are the stories and I hate to say and I you know I always have to be cautious cuz karma and all that shit. But man fuck these people. These are people I be wait like when is he getting COVID? when the fuck do people like him just get sick and die so we don't even have to read these stories no more i have no sympathy for these people there's nothing about their story or their plight or quote-unquote um pain in this in everything that's going on that makes me feel like oh it's like yo fuck this dude all right this last point i'm gonna make and i'm gonna leave it alone if gary kirby doesn't want people to wear a mask inside of his bar in the midst of a deadly pandemic that has killed over 200,000 people in this country. You know that place dirty as hell. You know they not washing their hands. You know they not washing them cups out. You know they just spreading that virus around. You know they not mopping them floors. You know they haven't wiped down one surface. They ain't even using bleach. What they using bleach for? You know them lemons is cut with the dirtiest knife in the whole state of Florida. You know good and goddamn well they recycling, uh they recycling mop water that's if they even mop i might be doing the most even saying they mop that nasty motherfucker you know they not clean the person that's going in the bathroom taking a shit or taking a piss he coming right back to the bar refilling the nuts uh the bowl of nuts with his hands And digging right into them expired-ass marachino cherries. So, if you are in the state of Florida and you dumb enough to go to Westside Sports Bar with no, where they not requiring masks, yo, you deserve to die. All right, and finally, what happened? When I read this story, I said, this must be Christmas in New York. So last week, taxi drivers blocked the Brooklyn Bridge and the Queensboro Bridge to call attention to the fact that they need debt forgiveness because they are suffering in the midst of this pandemic because their ridership is down and they still have to pay off their medallion fees and uh, they have to pay a monthly loan fee. So, uh, basically, the taxi driver medallion is very expensive. Now, we're talking about taxi driver was a good gig pre Uber and Lyft. So, taxi drivers would pay like, um, it says in 2015, the price had fallen to approximately approximately $650,000. And then in 2018, I'm sure because of Uber and Lyft, the uh, medallion fee could be purchased for less than $200,000. And then it says in 2019, uh, 16 medallions were offered at auction and they were sold for um, one, $137,000, 136000 and one for 138000 Quick step. Imagine you the person that spent $650,000 for your fucking medallion and these shits out here, 138000 at auction. Yo, I will be fucking tight, son. Like I would be so tight because the this these $137,000 medallion fees, they can pay that shit off. You fuck around and make a couple of drug runs, you can pay that shit off. And the dude paying $650,000, he never paying that off he it's a wrap. It's a wrap that that amount of money is never his kids going to be paying that shit off. Right. And so all of the taxi drivers got together and they blocked the bridges because they need loan forgiveness. Now, as a former New Yorker and a lifetime African-American woman, (laughs) (sighs) this story just brought me so much joy because when people say black people couldn't get a cab in New York, that shit is not no joke so me being there in 2000 to 2006 six seven, 16, I can't even imagine what black people went through in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 60s you know we shit. We was walking everywhere in the 40s and 50s. It wasn't no way in hell we was getting no goddamn cab, no kind of service, right? So I'm saying 60s and I might even not, let's say 80s and 90s, I'm going to say 80s and 90s, period, right? And when I tell you my black ass could not get a motherfucking cab in New York, I'm telling you. there are so many nights me and my homegirls will be coming from the club it's cold as hell now I'm young in New York I'm young and thotting so I ain't really got adequate fucking weather wear. I'm I'm out here in mini dresses, I'm out here in heels, I'm out here in tiny ass motorcycle jackets, trying to be cute, coming from the club, no real stockings, no tights, I'm talking about bare ass legs, because the leg meat was fucking fit, bitch, it deserved it deserved that cold night air, and I don't give a fuck, and I don't regret a night of it. You hear me? I don't regret not one corn on my feet that I stuffed in the motherfuckers when I was riding the train, popping around New York, getting my whole ass life. I earned them motherfucking corns, bitch, and I'm proud of every one, because I got my life. But what in the midst of getting my life, trying to get a cab, cabs would literally pass us they would go blow past us to a group of white girls in front of us like we could be out there a white girl come outside and immediately get a cab and i'm telling you cabs coming coming so it wasn't even like oh i seen they been out there before i'm gonna get them no they didn't give a fuck. It was so bad that there was a night that a white dude literally had to step in the middle of the street to stop a cab to get me and my homegirls a cab to get home. Because it. when I say it was freezing, bitch, it was freezing cold that night. And the cabs kept passing, kept passing, kept passing. Now, all we trying to do is get home. You know, New York don't close. <laughs> New York is this is new york 4 a.m 5 to 7 o'clock in the morning kicking it right and here we are three black women can't get a motherfucking with taut fit legs bitch titties out can't get a motherfucking cab home huh? and lord forbid you get in a cab and tell them where you want to go before you sit your ass down. Oh, next thing you know, the light coming on, they ain't taking you home. They don't want to go over the bridge. I had a dude literally sit in a car and start fake crying. Oh, I don't want to go to Brooklyn, please. I don't want to no, know. I do. I just want to go home. I, you think I got out that motherfucking cab? Hell no, bitch. Because they, it was so bad. They had to create a law that said that cab drivers had to take you once you got in the car. They had to take you where you wanted to go. So this is, this is one black chick story. Imagine all the black dudes, all of the, if, and Lord forbid you was a black dude that didn't have on a suit and tie and a goddamn, you know, on the arm of white person with a top hat, with a, um, with a magic wand or some shit you wasn't getting no fucking cab lord forbid you look like you was coming from a rough riders video you might as well rough ride and walk your ass up to wherever you was going because you wasn't getting in no cab they wasn't taking you nowhere and so in 2020 when I see that cab drivers are now suffering and they can't pay their bills and they can't they don't know what they gonna do because they still got their outstanding loan haha <laughs> Because let me tell you something, it was so many nights that I literally had to walk and just walk or I was some, I would all be all the way out in the meatpacking district and then I would have to walk to the train because I just could not get a cab. How many other women had to walk to end up taking a train at four in the morning or something crazy? And you know, sometimes you coming home from work and it's not necessarily a club, but even if it was a motherfucking club, bitch. even if I was coming from stripping, even if I was coming from a, doing a double shift at prostitution uh at the prostitution barn bitch if I got money in my pocket and you are a cab driver you should be picking me up and it is a fair transaction for you to do what you do to get me to my fucking house so no I don't give a fuck no this has no i have zero emotion for these dudes i have zero care about their livelihood because they didn't give a fuck about my livelihood they didn't give a fuck about 90 percent of the black people i know who couldn't get a cab in new york city when it's pouring down raining when it's late at night when it's snowing outside man fuck them cab drivers get the fuck off the bridge bitch (laughs) go to mcdonald's hoe All right, y'all. That does it for me. Thank y'all so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Listen, I honestly, I when I picked this story to do, and I really thought about taking a unbiased, you know, spin and try to take a real in-depth look and really give this some thought and uh, about the story and you know all the nuances and. Then I said, "Man, I ain't no motherfucking journalist. Fuck that." One. <laughs> oh, I just, I just see this as the ancestors just looking out, just once again coming through and giving us that little moment of, <sighs> like, there is right in the world. You know what I mean? Like all that bad shit that happened. Here is finally retribution. Here is finally some way the universe is correcting itself. So, that concludes this episode of Black Hands Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you are following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and of course you can find me at hrcomedy. Com. do not forget that merch is available black ass podcast t-shirts are on teespring right now if you are a designer or somebody and you have a cute logo or something you want to holler at me about please hit hit me up i want to do a new run with some of my favorite phrases and then finally of course if you want to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash blackass podcast uh to become an ongoing patron and supporter of the podcast or if you just got a little something you want to put on it for this week or this month or whatever hey you can hit up hr comedy on venmo and cash App. that does it for me i'm out peace